Hello and welcome to the Carpetrage Podcast, episode 168. I'm Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Snetsky. Hello, sir. I've got a bag up. You do. And Janice back with us. Hello. Hello. And if you guys are watching us on Twitch and or you're probably just listening to us wondering, hey, why do you guys sound like you used to? It's because we're actually back where we typically yeah. record in I'm the studio. I, I'm so. social distancing from Eric. I'm a, sol- I'm a solid five feet away from him. Yep. I've, and we're like six inches I've, apart. But you're not I've looking at each other. Up. That's true. I've, I've just given up hope at this point. The world's going to end. So, I yeah. mean. I think the Mayans just had it like eight years off. Yeah. The calendar was just a little. It, it was the dyslexic guy. Oh, yeah. 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 He, it was Gordon. You know, he. <laughs> He had some problems with math. They had just recently invented zero, you know. <laughs> in India. Yeah, in, in well, India. <laughs> well, the Mayans all the Mayans had their found own zero. zero independently. Yeah. Because they were... You know, we're talking about this because we were talking about a documentary on the history of math I was watching last night. Which broke my brain because on, I was reading lots of numbers. On CuriosityStream, which, uh, CuriosityStream, I will start plugging you if you uh, sponsor us. <laughs> it costs literally six dollars a year. Hey, we don't hey, need. Uh, we're not. We're not. We're not. We're not talking about what their subscription prices are, as affordable as it may be, until they sponsor us. <laughs> I pay for your subscription. Yeah. Anyway, welcome <laughs> once again to Carbitrage, the ASMR channel. Yeah. <laughs> Before we kick off with stories, I want to quickly touch on Patreon. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash carbitrage on this platform, which is a direct support method for content consumers like you to support content producers like us. You'll find two open-ended levels of support, both of which will actually get you little perks uh, like can koozies, uh, ability to submit topics to us for consideration, and things like that. Um, There's a red-winged blackbird on the yeah, deck. That, He's thing, very cute. that thing shits more than any other bird I've ever seen in my entire oh, yeah. life. The deck, the deck is ruined. <laughs> just completely ruined he's a shitbird he's a shitbird blackbirds like in our one of our archaeology sites blackbirds are so prevalent that the farmers back when the the whites first settled there the blackbirds were so bad that they couldn't farm that's pretty funny because the they would wake up and their farm fields would be black with poop no from the birds oh it's just like a bunch of jadas roaming around yeah exactly (laughs) Jesus, the autism would be really intense. Anyway, I guess I'll kick us off with the first topic. Um, Porsche's air-cooled cars, in fact, like the hearing aid beige one that's apparently outside that I can't see. It's really cute. They're uh, kind of based around this flat-six air-cooled engine that's just historically been in the wrong place. Yeah, the Mesger. Yeah, the Mesger engine. So that was around up until, I think, 2012. It was in all the air-cooled models. They added water jackets to it for the 959. Then that progressed into the uh, water-cooled 996 Turbo and GT3 engines, and then it was eventually replaced with the direct injection engine in 2012. However, this engine is notoriously excellent for holding power and for reliability, and it's named after a Porsche engineer. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, this chap has just passed, not from the COVID, at 90 years old. Oh, check out that ad block thing. Yeah. Oh, he's good looking. And maybe, maybe this will make people understand how to spell his name. It's M E Z G E R. How do they normally spell it? Oh, they're usually with a T. Metzger. No, oh. it's Metzger. Yeah. I'm in a Japanese car. Americans that. are dumb. Yeah, but yeah. I, I, I don't even care about Porsche. And I'm. It's panhard to the Americans. But so now, yeah. It's Metzger. But uh, yeah, there he is. There was him looking dapper, probably in the 80s. But uh, I'm gonna say he 60s. probably hasn't aged at all. From that picture. Uh, so wait a minute. Yeah, wait a minute. So, uh, 
He was how old was he? He was he might, ninety. He might so be, be seventy. Be probably. No, eighties was thirty years ago. So yeah, he's probably in his sixties. Look how droopy his skin is. It's not. It's not that droopy. It's just like droopy. It's just savagely tan. Uh, yeah, he's definitely. He's definitely got a lot of sun cancer. damage. Yeah. Hans Metzger. Yeah. But anyway, he worked at Porsche from 1956 to 1993. Wow. It's just crazy. But yeah, he's a excellent chap. From the time my chap. dad was born to the time I was born. <laughs> yeah. Dude earned his gold watch. Yeah. Put it that way. <laughs> not really. <laughs> well, to be fair, there are worse jobs to have than being in the engine engineering department. Yeah, it could be cleaning the Porsche, Porsche toilets. Mm. Yeah, or like you could be working at GM or Audi. Or like, yeah, Ford, Chrysler. Yeah, the the, Metz, the Metzger engine though that was Honda. quite the icon. <laughs> I mean, that's it didn't have any of the IMS bearing problems that the other. Yeah, you know about that Porsche. Uh, actually, my IMS was fine. It was a rod bearing issue. <laughs> it actually had an IMS done at some point, and just like, everything just else was before. Broken. Yeah, it had like a brand new clutch and IMS, and I'm like, <laughs> oh great, okay. But the rod bearings um, aren't usually an issue. The rod bolts they use on those are just made out of, like, fromage. Oh, gross. So if you over-rev it once, which apparently my car had had done in the past, it, it stretches the rod bolts, and then they start backing oh. out. And you then see, Mesger, tons, Mesger tons wouldn't have done clearance. that. No. What he did is he used plain bearings on the cams. So he used a you know, smart Actually, cookie. come to think of it, I think everything good about Porsche was based around this one man, because the 356 had a roller bearing crank. And, oh, sorry, never mind. That was a Furman quad cam. that had roller bearing crank. The 356 was just prehistoric. And now they make rubbish again. Metzger looks... John just submitted this in uh, Twitch chat. <laughs> he looks like uh, a guy from Rocky. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. He looks... Um, Duff, Lund- <laughs> Duff Lundgren. That's exactly what it looks like. So apparently... Dolph Lundgren. Alter ego. <laughs> actually, around the same time... <laughs> yeah. Never mind. He's just Hans Metzger d- is actually Duff Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren. They're the same person. <clears throat> Whatever. Yeah. They are the same person. But it's awesome. Yeah, he, pr- he just pretty neat. he bleaches his tips and he's the bad guy from uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. Pretends to be Russian. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> speaking of legendary racing names, yeah, I want to talk about Richard Petty. Oh, oh, oh God! Of you I do. had country music twang playing in my head. Oh, you oh. can't say his name without Southern drawl. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Petty. <clears throat> so, uh, I'm not sure if you watched the Martinsville 500. Um, the what? On, the Martinsville 500 on set on the Sunday. What? Martinsville 500? Yeah, but what, the what? is it? It's we a 500-mile race on the Martinsville Oval <laughs> no, Track. No, I was trying to say that, of course, I didn't watch it, because I have no <laughs> idea what the hell that is. Anyway, I don't think anyone does. So, um, Bubba Wallace, which is the token black guy in NASCAR. Well, um, Bubba is Southern for brother, so... Yeah, yeah. that's true. But Bubba Wallace um, is racing for Richard Petty's racing team. He actually runs Richard Petty's number 43. Mm. And they nice. brought out a Black Lives Matter car. That's pretty minty. Because uh, previously, Bubba Wallace had been wearing BLM shirts, but Richard Petty like really wanted to actually support BLM. Well, that's cool. And I think Richard Petty and Dale Earnhardt are like, they're two examples of like what a Southern gentleman can be. Sure. Because like... Yeah, they're conservative. They're you know they're they're what you would imagine from a southern gentleman, mm-hmm. but they also listen to reason. So, so what you're saying is they're moderate. Yeah, yeah, That's but they, they're they're conservatively moderate. Like they're they're what a southern gentleman should be. And uh, Richard yeah. Petty, he did... you can still be a conservative and be a good person. Yes. You just can't be a reactionary or a uh, 
um, radical. Yeah, those are the exactly. two extremes. Those, yeah. I'm like, that's what everyone is these days. Yeah, exactly, and they're not. So uh, it's just it's really cool to see uh, Richard Petty, you know, coming out and support because you know it, that's like the last person that you would think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, at, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because well, you see him. Country music. Yeah, he's a guy that looks like he's made out of a leather handbag. He's like <laughs> he wears a giant cowboy hat, like skin tight jeans. And he's like the guy who made the Dodge Daytona famous. Yeah, he looks like uh, Burt Reynolds and Smoking the Bandit. Seriously, he's like who Burt Reynolds wanted to be. So um, <laughs> aspired. And the the guy, I'm not even joking. He smells like cigars, leather, and cologne. Like that's that's what he. Ron Burgundy. Yeah, pretty he's much. He's wearing yeah. Sex Panther. Yeah, probably. Yeah, he is wearing <laughs> Sex Panther. Um, but. <laughs> Oof. But yeah, the fact that he came out uh, in support of BLM was really cool. And then day after that, NASCAR came out against the Confederate flag being flown. They actually made it no longer allowed. And a lot of people were like, well, I never see that NASCAR on TV. And it's like, yeah. It's probably they, in the stands. Well, it's in the infield. Oh, or that. And so what they do is they actually film from the infield and you can't see them. So, like, ah. yeah. So, because, like, they're all directly below where the camera's located. Um, so they actually aren't allowing that uh which is kind of a big deal and there was a nascar driver named ray sicarelli who nobody's ever heard of ray Uh sicarelli ray sicarelli oh okay uh he was a nascar truck series driver and he in protest abandoned nascar Oh, um, on say I might pull up his Hopefully racing career. Hopefully, he lost all yeah, of his sponsorship Yeah, and then uh, there's a fake NASCAR twit being like, "We didn't even know who you are." <laughs> no, who are you? <laughs> who are, wait, what? Who are you? Um, yeah, Ray Sicarelli uh, quit, and he had a uh, racing history that I'm not even exaggerating. Over his like 20 or 30 year career that he had, mm-hmm. zero wins, nice, zero podiums, and one. One top ten finish in his entire career. So he is an extra. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's, he's an those, NPC. Yeah, he's one of those guys like you see in the background. Like, but I mean, like I actually have his racing history. So, all right, here we go. Races entered thirty-two. You cover this. I'm going to get a beer because I just realized I don't have one. Okay. Rate races entered thirty-two wins zero pole positions zero podiums zero fastest laps zero. Racing win percentage, 0.0%. Podium percentage, 0.0%. I actually uh, went on NASCAR's website and confirmed this, and he literally has done nothing with his career. This dude has never seen prize money in his life. Wow, does he know that there was actually tectonic plates around no. Minnesota and a volcano? No, he doesn't know that. I now have new fears. <laughs> but um, I want to know who sponsored does. this guy and just and wasted money. Right? For, furthermore, the dude's not even from the South. He's oh, from Maryland. For, for Pete's sake. Although, yeah. Maryland is like an I mean, ultra. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's but not the still... South. Like, I'm sorry, if, you, if you're going to have a racing pedigree that's that garbage, you yeah. better be from South Carolina. <laughs> Like, Not even North Carolina. You walked everywhere until age 21. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many great NASCAR drivers in history, and he is none of them. This guy sucks. So, yeah, actually, he did NASCAR a, uh, a service by quitting. He's yeah. filler, yeah. Um, I'm actually I'm a little bummed that he's gone now because that means I'm slightly worse of a NASCAR driver now. Is there a picture of Bubba Wallace in this article? Uh, you can just Google him. I might I if I can't find him. Yeah, God, there's so many ads. Screw, is that him? No, that's Dale Earnhardt. Dale Earnhardt that, that's actually a really cool thing that Dale Earnhardt Jr. shared, where all the NASCAR drivers are coming out in support of BLM. Um, well, I guess I'll play which that is, then. Yeah, which is so interesting that like you know, 
all these NASCAR drivers that are supposed to be like, ooh, Confederate flags are like, nope, Black Lives Matter. Yeah, that's Bubba Wallace right there. Nice. So, um, got the size of the watch on that yeah. man. It was like oh, sixty yeah. millimeters. Yeah, the huge. It's, yeah, it's, it's that rel- scale, relative, but on yeah. a man that's probably like six eight four hundred or something. <laughs> but um, yeah, Not so 400. It, I think it's actually really cool. That NASCAR is actually coming out and on the right side of history for yeah. once because, yeah. especially after what they did to like Willie T. Gibbs, where he literally was just kicked out of NASCAR in the seventies. Uh, he was going to be the first black NASCAR driver, and then all the drivers protested. Great. Yeah. Thanks, NASCAR. But that was also in 1970s. Right. So, yeah, you know. They were being kicked out of everywhere. Yeah. So, 70s, so It's like NASCAR is like kind of the most backward sport. But so far... It is entertaining, though. Yeah. So far, NASCAR has been doing better than like the NFL. So yeah. <laughs> I think that's good. Oh my God, um, so right? Like, oh, don't kneel... I refuse but, to yeah, hey, delve into here, politics. Have a car. Yeah. yeah, it's. But actually, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I've been because of COVID started actually watching NASCAR because I had, there's I'd played thirty thousand or three thousand hours of video games in two months. I had uh, <laughs> tickets to go to a NASCAR race in Texas with, I the, with the Myers, but COVID canceled it. Oh man, this was like months ago. Yeah, I. Uh, I, NASCAR is kind of like getting back on my good side. Like I didn't watch like a full NASCAR race like since I like Dale Earnhardt was still alive until COVID happened, and then I watched one. I'm like, this is actually kind of like, cool. It was actually on accident. Yeah, I, I just we like, were just flipping through channels, and then all of a sudden a NASCAR race was on, and we got too lazy to flip even more channels, so we just watched the entire race. Yeah, and it was actually it wasn't it wasn't boring because. No. What you do is, it's like, you know, when you're watching a race, you're just watching to see who passes who. Like, that's what F1 is, really. Yeah, and honestly, it's no different if they're all grouped together mm-hmm. and going in an oval versus if you can see this much of a track yeah. that actually has curves and things in yeah, it. Yeah, now you can see the whole thing. Right. When we and... were down at Daytona, like, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. I can see them this much, and it looks like a NASCAR pack. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, what, with NASCAR, what they've been doing is they've actually been running heats now. So, instead of having instead one... Instead of the air conditionings? Yeah. yeah. Instead cool. of having, like, one 500-mile, like, race that takes... You're welcome for the pun, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Instead of having one 500-mile race that takes eight hours to complete, they'll have three, like, 180-mile races. All done on the same day? All, yeah, all done the same That's day. Cool. But the reason for that is it'll tighten everybody back up, because otherwise sure. you end up with, like, yeah, drivers... Stragglers. like Yeah, like, half the pack <laughs> is, like, four laps back, so had to go, like, pit. And probably, like, and DNFs. They, <laughs> yeah, and, like, DNFs and stuff, and it's just, like, it's ridiculous, so... Yeah, they just put them all together, so that, that's Bubba Wallace's ear. This is the most high-res photo I've ever seen of Bubba Wallace. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can see the person talking to him. Yeah, well, hey, is. see if there are any Confederate flags in the background. Ooh, lady's cute. Yeah, there aren't any Confederate flags in the background. <laughs> Good, excellent. <laughs> also known as the Tennessee battle flag, but yes, you, that's, you go. That's true. But, uh, no, I, actually, uh, NASCAR is pretty great. Richard Petty's wonderful. Bubba Wallace is pretty good. Oh, by the way, at the Martinsville 500, when they debuted the BLM car, yeah, he got 11th place. Hell Not yeah. bad. That's mm-hmm. because he pre- his last race, he was in 26th. So. Oh, that's so pretty good come up. BLM made him faster. So thank you very much, Black Lives Matter. The paint's probably lighter. Yeah, it's yeah. lighter paint. Uh, yep. A lot less, less layers than like. Yeah. <laughs> the, the fill rate's so good. <laughs> exactly. Jeez. So there you go. BLM made, uh, made, made Bubba Wallace faster. So there you go. Gave him Excellent. the motivation he needed. Thank you, BLM, for making yeah. NASCAR faster. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, 
Um, so I actually, speaking of the South, I just got back from the South. Yeah, how I'm gonna get was a beer, that? Do it up. <clears throat> this was a very interesting time period to be down there. Yeah, so right now we're recording this on a Saturday? Yeah, yeah actually usually, a regular usually. time even. Uh, the wrong weekend, but yeah. either way. Dude, it's glass. Decide before you open it. <laughs> Ryan is sitting in front of my gigantic glass door fridge wide open trying to decide what beer to get. <laughs> Got a course banquet. God damn it. Um, so anyway. You can sit there and then look. No, I can't. I can, I can see about half of it. Just eight That's days fine. ago, uh, it was a Friday, and I had just finished prepping my 2001 Laguna Seca Blue M3, which had been at the body shop yeah, for seven it months. Yeah, it finally got back. It looks really pretty. It's back. It looks amazing. I, I just threw a new set of tires on it. I checked it over. It did fluids on everything. Built a trailer hitch for it because nice. nobody makes a hitch for an M3, no. which is silly. That's ridiculous. Um, and Corey and I headed out, I think, at 5 or 6 p.m. Friday or something like that. Hey, pause for one second. Can you convince Mark to put a trailer hitch on Jenna Jameson's Lamborghini? No. Why? No. Why? Well, because every other car has a trailer hitch. I put one on the 355 first, I think. Well, that's your car. Yeah. You just need to get Mark to put a trailer hitch on yeah. the Lambo. I'm I'm the utmost proponent of all cars need hitches. Yes. But some cars don't need hitches. Like a Lamborghini needs a hitch. No, it doesn't. No. It does. It's got all the power. It's plenty plenty of power for towing. Anyway, anyway. It, it's not the problem. It doesn't drive slow enough. What's well, because mm, it isn't? That's because it's not carrying. Anyway. RV. Anyway, sorry. I derailed everything. So about four and a half hours down the road, it was just getting on for nine p.m. The car loses power in cruise control. I just, you feel it like just sort of the yeah. lash and the differential changes. And you're like, uh-oh, Ooh. clutch in, tack just drops to zero. I'm like, oh, oh no. for sake. Luckily, right at an exit, so we just oh, peeled good. off with the trailer in tow. Yeah. And uh, just it'll crank. You get the, you get a, clearly the crank position sensor's okay because the tachometer moves. Mm-hmm. But nothing. Like, okay, so... Corey pulls the rear seat out of the car, crank it. You can hear the fuel pump, um, but it just it won't it won't pop. So what caused it? Um, well, after we got a very very kind couple stopped in a really clapped out Ford F two hundred and fifty that apparently he bought new. Oh wow! It had a V ten with no exhaust tick. That's shocking. I'm like, how does your V10 not have exhaust tech? Because I've changed the studs on it twice. I'm just like, ah, okay, <laughs> that's how. That's why. And he's like, you couldn't believe that this yuppie in a blue BMW on the side of the road knew, <laughs> knew about, about his it. Triton V10. I'm like, that is super cool. I haven't seen a 5.8 that doesn't tick in a long time. Like, that's awesome. But anyway, this like meth head looking couple that were just, bless their hearts, super duper nice took out this like climbing rope from the bed of their truck oh, and yeah. I wrapped it around the control arm of my car because I had no tow hook. Yeah. Oops. <clears throat> Pulled me into a parking lot, thanked them, talked for a couple There's minutes, a... hopped back in the, uh, <laughs> unhappy man, hopped back in the car, turned the key and it fired right out. I'm like, okay. So I think what it ended up being is the fuel pump relay for that car is in the trunk and it's not a regular four pin Bosch relay mm. where you apply power to it, it applies power to the pump. This is a pulse width modulated solid state MOSFET controlled fuel okay. pump relay. So I think that got too hot. It's like, it's like the uh, Volkswagen has that problem too on mm-hmm. some of their cars. So I, I, and yes. it's a known thing on the M cars. And this car has almost 200,000 miles on it on the original one. So yeah, it made bet, sense. You bet your sweet ass that's a relay. Huh. So anyway, what we did is we, uh, we encouraged the airflow from the car to go into the trunk and we cranked the air conditioning. And then we oh. turned around and went home. 
getting home at about 1 a.m. on Saturday, a week ago. Oh, no. We slept for four hours with the cats just stomping on our nuts and then yeah. hopped in Mr. Wags with zero prep. Oh, my God. With the trailer in tow and headed for McKinney. Um, luckily, other than some coilover spring bottoming out and tire rub, the ancient tires held up just fine. The car did just oh, fine. And we good. got down there. Um, while we were down there, ripped apart the rear end. Adjusted the coilovers all the way up in the back. I saw you do that which on Facebook. Which barely made any difference at all. <laughs> Put a new set of tires on it, because yikes. And uh, loaded up uh, a really, really beautiful built S54 B32. Oh, nice. 05 What's M3 that for? engine. The blue car. Hmm. The original plan was to drive down, swap it, and then put the old engine on the trailer and drive home. But it was ah. 103 degrees the entire oh, time no. we were south of Kansas City, Missouri. Nope. Nope. So, that really will not make it. Uh, luckily, Mr. Weggs uses a regular uh, Yeah, a regular Mr. Fuel Wags pump. has just always been a Yeah, I, I got a shout out to Mr. Weggs. I put 120 miles on it in the year prior to this trip, and then 2,000 miles in two days. That's pretty cool. And I just didn't care. He's just so, a champ. And, like, he's almost been totaled. Yeah. Oh. So, um... One no thing fault I, of yours. This is but. something that I think BMW and Honda people can both get behind. If you take your car on a road trip, there's certain car parts that you just have in a bag. Mm-hmm. Like Honda people, you have a main relay. If you have a D-series yep. yep. or a B-series engine, you have a spare distributor <laughs> with a brand new... Um, and an OEM distributor. Yeah, yeah, an OEM one with a new igniter because the igniters are what kills them and it's cheaper just get a whole distributor than it is to yep. buy five igniters to get one good one from AutoZone. So, we warrantied ours out at least 17 times. Yes, I, I always, yeah, since I quit working at AutoZone, I didn't own a Honda because I just, I didn't get that good of a discount on distributors. He would go behind the desk and do the return for himself. Nice. Well, I'd also look You'd at, just be like, hey, can I do this? It's going to be faster. And not, I was always so uncomfortable. Not only, not only that, I also uh, would go through and I'd find what store has the most distributors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because <laughs> they're all rebuilds. And I'd pop them all open and see which one, what brand they were originally. Oh, okay. And I'd look for the one that said uh, either Nippon Denzo or Mitsubishi. Because, like, Mitsubishi, weirdly enough, made... It wasn't Mitsuboshi? It was actually Mitsubishi? No, Mitsubishi actually has, like, a heavy industry thing. And the Mitsubishi... Mitsubishi made, like, parts for cars just, like, through their Mitsubishi heavy industries. Not sure. their Not yep. their car brand. Mm-hmm. But um, a different part of the, the Zaibatsu. The part that um, makes TVs. Yeah, exactly. Parts that, make the mar- that makes TVs. And they actually made really good rebuilt distributors and really good rebuilt, like, igniters and ignition coils and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's just one of those things. It's like, like an people. EKP on an M car. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Then you get the EKP and the M car. Is there What else do you, like, BMW people just, like, have on them? A quart of 10W60. You always need that. <laughs> um, if you have an M car that takes it. But other than that, like, nothing else really that's like if it fails you can change it out on the side of the road yeah i mean it's all like electric water pumps just do it ahead yeah. of time yeah fuel pumps just do them ahead of time um but also figured out the gas gauge is not reading correctly on that car because on the oh, way back i had a two gallon strapped to the trailer because i knew i had an aftermarket aeromotive pump in it mm-hmm. i'm like it didn't seem like it was as deep in the tank as the stock one so i'm like i don't know when it'll run out it might be at a quarter tank and sure enough quarter tank <laughs> happened again but if I clutched in, it would idle. I'm like, oh, it's okay. just low on fuel. Really low on fuel. Yeah. And then got into a gas station after topping up with the two gallon I had with me, filled up the car and the two gallon exactly to where it was, and it was like over the rated capacity of the tank. Oh. So the fuel gauge sender is bad, not the pump being too high in the tank. That's actually another thing Honda people probably have on them is a fuel pump. 
Okay. And if you have an EF, you have a fuel pump, and you have 10 snips. Because it's easier to just And cut. if you have a yellow one, you have a fire extinguisher. Yeah. And if you but, have an EF, you have to have extra clutch cables. Now, oh, that's a good one, clutch cables on early EFs. Because they will break. And right. maybe even a clutch assembly if you're going yeah. on a long road trip. <laughs> like an entire pedal assembly. Moral of the, the pedal story, assemblies explode. Don't road them. trip an older Honda or no. a BMW M car. Yeah, it'll, Please it'll, don't. It'll either break down or get stolen. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Although I have to say the M5 has been great, knock on wood. I should probably change the EKP preventatively on that thing. It is. Barnwood. But anyway, that's kind of the road trip. We did get back on, I think, Wednesday. And the return trip was fine, other than Corey missing a turn. What a jerk. (laughs) What did he do? I was sleeping, and I just heard, like, anger brooding. (laughs) It's like... (laughs) Uh, Waze had told him, like, keep right after the toll booth, so he did, and there was, like, a second immediately after that instruction, <laughs> and Waze didn't update fast enough, so he went the wrong way in a turnpike, oh, where I've there are before. no exits yeah. for 22 oh, miles. So we, Been I, there, done that. We were heading northeast, and we were literally headed southwest for 22 miles. Oh, no. But God. anyway... That's it was so fine, but man, uh, it was pretty uneventful other than that. Like I said, we cranked up the coils, but we had so much weight in the car, it was still rubbing yeah. on bad roads. No, no cruise. So, oh, and the cruise control did not, I, I didn't think it was going to work at all because it's had a wheel speed sensor problem. There's worked a, there's a the entire way down. Smart. And a man wearing a polo getting out of it. That is thoroughly confusing. Where's uh, like he's really excited about that prosthetic limb tan porsche (laughs) (laughs) we just have to investigate everyone that walks by Um, the cruise worked on the way down which mm -hmm. it it hadn't been working for years in that car is it an electric cruise or is it uh, it's electric yeah it's it's drive-by-wire so that's it's had a wheel speed resolution issue in the rear right i've documented it it just it's been broken so i ordered a wheel speed sensor prime to brandon's house Mm -hmm. in texas nice and i'd planned to change it out but just ran out of time on the way back didn't work at all until we got to, I think, Kansas City, when I unplugged the automatic trip logger. Uh-huh. And once I had, like, once I had like, done that... It was like Doug DeMiro. And restarted the car, it, uh, the cruise worked fine. So. Nice. That's awesome. That guy looks like Doug DeMiro. I don't know what the hell he's doing or where he... He was really excited about that prosthetic Lumtan Porsche. I guess. Um, but, so speaking of BMWs and road tripping, mm-hmm. and my commute to work is now a road trip because I have to drive from St. Lewis Park to Egan now. St. Jewish Park? Yeah. Yep. Um, I saw a Bengal uh, 7 Series that wasn't burning oil. It was just shocking. It must have just been service. It must have been, yeah. <laughs> but then as soon as I got home, I was making I was making a poo, and I was on Facebook, as one does, and I found, a, <laughs> I found the best way to have the look of a Bengal and the reliability of quite literally any other car on earth. Okay. Uh, somebody took, and this is Donk group, I mean, because I actually like Donks. Fight me. Um... It was a W body Impala, right? Where somebody gaffed it on a Bengal front end. Mm-hmm. And I said, this is the best of both worlds. It's a Bengal that will actually make it over 200,000 miles without okay. having catastrophic <laughs> engine oil. <laughs> well, I mean, and, keep in mind, Mr. Wags is a Bengal. Well, you know what I mean, Bengal yeah. 7 Series. Yeah, yes. The, the awful one. In Europe, they got reliable engines. Here, yeah. we didn't. Yeah, well, the V8. Yeah, you know. that's all we got here was the V8. Well, and the V12. So, uh, speaking of reliable, uh, I want... Uh, Mazda is very reliable. And Mazda is making a new Mazda Speed 3. Kind of. It's automatic. Is it going to do... Oh. Is it going to do zoom, zoom, boom things? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Quite good. Um, 
it is all-wheel drive as well, which is going to be really cool. That's why it's automatic, because they're kind of just working with what they have. That's how Mazda operates. Well, at least they're giving us a six uh, inline six Mazda six rear wheel drive. Yes, which better have a damn manual. In to it. to be honest, at this point in time with Japanese hot hatches, I'm really grasping at straws. Mm-hmm. So, I'll, you know what? Just give me the automatic. It's better than nothing. It's not going to be what it should be. It absolutely should be a manual, but whatever. I'm, I'm not going to cry that much because at the end of the day, it's a beautiful looking car. The transmissions are pretty interchangeable, right? Yeah, Mazda. I'm sure it's still the architecture from like the RS. Mazda's pretty good about making things as simple as possible because they don't have a corporate overlord that gives them money to make cars. What engine's in this? Uh, this would be the CX-5 engine. So two five. The turbo, yeah. Okay, so they probably yeah they probably don't have a manual for that yet. That's a different architecture block than the older two O's and two. Well, they have right? a two wheel drive manual. Okay, with the 2.5. Yes. Interesting. Yeah, you can get a two-wheel drive manual CX-5. I do wonder if they're going to engineer a solution for that. I'm sure they will. It's got to be pretty similar to the Focus RS. I think, honestly, what they're doing right now is they're, is they're bringing this out so it can exist and it can go up against the the new Corolla Turbo, and then they're going to probably make a manual later on. Because okay. that's not really Mazda's MO to not make a manual. Right. Mazda's whole MO is for driving enjoyment. Right, so. and just like the... The F type and all that kind of stuff. Like we got them auto first, and then enough people were like, "Yeah, manual." Yeah, and Mazda's got enough. Mazda isn't really run by bean counters right now. They mm-hmm. actually have smart people with brains. So they- I have to thank Dr. Seuss for teaching me what a bean counter is. Just saying, <laughs> I didn't know that until I watched the Green Eggs and Hams on Netflix. And I have to thank Dr. Seuss for teaching me alliteration. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. Go, Dr. Seuss. Um, <laughs> But no, I just I thought this would be kind of cool. That, it is a lovely car. Yeah, it, it's a beautiful looking car, and now they're actually making it good, so that's great. Uh, and also doesn't have a hood scoop, which I think is kind of cool. I, like you can't really tell. It must the have normal a front mount then. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but I like how you can't really tell that it's turbo. Right. So like, if you want to be a cheeky yabo, you can get the Toyota. And then if you want to be, you know, like understated, if you want, if you previously owned you have an to M3, go to social functions with the family. You, you can get this. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I think it's funny because it used to be the other way around. Because Mazda right. made the Mazda Speed 3, which is like the Yabo car. And then you could get a Corolla XRS, which is like is, mom's car. Toyota had zero interesting product for a decade. Mm-hmm. So now they're like rubber banding. And GR is like, wee! I would say 15 years. Okay, yeah. Almost 20. Because, I mean, yeah, what, 05 was when, the last year of the MRT Spider. Okay, was it 05? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so that'd be about it. So it was about 15 years. Yeah, I can't think of anything Yikes. in the interim that was fun. You could get a Yaris with a supercharger. You could? Yeah. Oh. Man. You, you could. They, so they made the one in ZFE, yeah. the, the Yaris engine. Yep. They made a supercharger for it that you could buy through Scion. Okay. Yeah. The TRD supercharger. I mean, you yeah. get that for the 2AZ as well for like a TC. But. Yeah. So you could get the TRD superchargers. Like TRD was fun. Like they sold their like sports corner, but like they didn't, like the company itself didn't make anything great. I have to almost exclude small cars. Yeah. Because those things are just it's very, usually fun. It's very difficult to make a small car not fun. <clears throat> God, what? Sorry, I just had a like a flashback to like uh, somewhere on this road trip. There was a Mirage that was driving. It had Street Fleet decals on it. And it was like going quickly. Wow. I no, it that. wasn't on the trip. I was in the 124 yesterday. Oh, okay. And this this dude in the I was in Roseville, <laughs> in the 124, <laughs> and, this, and this guy was just like they had like the hazards on driving down the road, and I like went to pass him. And he like downshifted and floored <laughs> it. I'm just like I'm was, still gonna get way past. Was there you, a giant bald Asian guy over. in it? Was it Kua? I, I don't look at people. No, it had street either. fleet decals <laughs> on it. But anyway, it's a really mirage being driven in anger, and I'm just like chuckling the whole time. Yeah. That guy's having the most fun in the world. So much fun. <laughs> I said I said to Jenny yesterday. I saw a um, 
a guy driving a uh, Porsche McCann that yeah. was like a really pretty blue. It was like it was with you. Yeah, it was like Laguna Seca. I said, I know. I said, I said to you, I said, this is the least happy person in the most fun colored car. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. but then like there's like some guy in a Mirage just like flies fast. Like this guy's yeah. having a blast, and like he and he bought it off the lot, so it's white. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like, he doesn't care. <laughs> he just loves his life. <laughs> I remember driving Kua's car. I'm like, oh, yeah. It's just it smiles for miles. Absolutely. All right. So let's move on from Alrighty. Mazda. Fair enough. Uh, <clears throat> other Ford architecture vehicles, ones that are less good. The ones that Ford actually sells? Yeah. And uh, it's actually something that Ford's been making for about 10 years, which is not a car per se, but it is a companion to the 5-liter Coyote engine. The thing that makes it good, a manual transmission yeah. or something? Yep. Oh, yeah. It's the manual. So... This is like the one Ford Mustang that they've made with a manual yeah. that doesn't use a Tremec transmission. Yeah. It uses an in-house built Ford six-speed manual. That's terrifying. And it has had widespread second gear synchro issues, like big Ooh. time issues yeah. on like brand yeah, new cars why... since it was conceived. Yeah, that's why Map had an automatic. For... Well, no. they had they started well, with a manual. They started with a with a manual oh. EcoBoost, but yeah. in it was the same transmission that was in this. Yeah, yep. and they moved to the automatic because also. It blew up three times this has my my, my monster five is a ford with manual ford built manual mm-hmm. and yeah second gear fucking flies apart <laughs> <laughs> but even my new one's crunchy i i cannot believe it took 10 years for owners to get enough momentum with failed transmissions it's almost like this a is power a thing. shift well no it's this is the thing is uh ford actively like they fight trying to do anything whereas like hyundai and kia like so Working at a at Honest One now, uh, just so I can have like money to like afford a house. Um, I have a lot of people coming through with Hondas and Kias with turbocharger issues, and Hyundai and Kia will actually they warranty out cars when they're outside their warranty period, mm-hmm. just because they're like they're trying to have good customer service. Like we don't care. Ford, on the other hand, they don't care about their customer service. It is a widget. And, yeah, yep. of course they're going to fight everyone, and they're going to try to save their bottom line because Ford doesn't care about their consumers. It's and everybody, as evidenced by the power shift dilemma. Yeah, the power shift and this. Like, they can't make a transmission. They don't care about you. I'm kind of like, surprised that they haven't had any action yet on the, the newer V6, mm-hmm. the overhead cam V6 water pumps. Or their timing chains. Well, they're one yeah. and the same, essentially. Oh, uh, yeah. It's a timing chain-driven water pump. Yes, it is. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah, and it's in the base of the V. The, oh. the labor on that is it's, like... It's, it's, it's BMW V8 cylinder head bad. Like, it's... it's oh, yeah. And all the cop cars and Explorers and shit yeah. have these. I'm like... I was so glad to see... Oh, oh I see. One of my oh. parents go from an Explorer to a Jeep. And I was like, not the right move, but a better move. It's better. I mean, the Pentastar V6 is known for having its own issues, but... Yeah, it was co-developed by Mercedes, so it's pretty good. And only the earlier ones, really, had the yeah. valve seat problem, and that was only in the heavier vehicles. Like yeah. The Challengers and the Vans. They have. Uh, they also do have timing chain issues now. They've been discovering... Like of every course car. they do, because every car. they run tap water for engine oil, and plastic doesn't like that. Yeah, and no. they also give you like a 15,000-mile oil change and roll, yep. so by the time you pull out your uh, oil, it's just pure acid. Never pull out. That's the manufacturer recommendation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> see what I did there? It's pretty mm-hmm. good. I like it. <laughs> anyway, I, engines are better engineered right now than they ever have been, mm-hmm. but they are so let down by CAFE, and I hate saying that because like cafe is a good thing i think like, it is it, a, it is it a good helps, thing for the world yeah 
CO2 emission and, and MPG standards are things that you know, Trump's trying to re, you know, pull back and everything. Mm -hmm. But you, you cannot include oil change consumables no. in your carbon footprint. You just can't. No, that, that's... Because it is ruining the engine. And do you know well, how much more you... carbon it takes to make a new engine, yeah. ship it somewhere, install it, dispose of the old one? I think furthermore, um, you're also considering with these, even if it doesn't kill the engine, when you're at... When you are within that like last couple of thousand miles, yeah. you're not getting anywhere near the fuel economy that you're getting for those first yeah, five thousand miles. Right. And like cars are just not lasting as long as they used to, and that's and like, there's no reason for that except because for that, yeah. the service interval and the and the fluids. Yeah. And then that's just more wasteful because the yep. cars are bigger now too and mm -hmm. less recyclable. Well, Engines also, are turning into single-use plastic. Yeah, they are. That's true. Like, they, they die before you have to do valve covers on yeah. them now these days. Like, it's like you never have to open an engine because it'll be destroyed I by feel, the time. I feel like <clears throat> one of those old sad. boomers, they're like, modern cars aren't as good as they used to be. <laughs> Give am, me a flathead Ford. Like, oh, please do. And uh, yeah, I do want a flathead Ford, but I'm not fooling myself. It's reliable or no. good in any way. And uh, I'll probably end up selling my 36 before I do that because I need space for other things. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm still gonna buy something with a flathead just because I enjoy it. It will not be in BMW. It'll be in It'll something be a American. It'll be project that happens eventually. And like, I'm not gonna sell the E36 until I have to. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully it happens before that. But man, like, I, the thing with this red IS, like, that's turning into such a nice car. I'm like, I don't want to yeah. sell that. <laughs> but I also don't want to sell Brexit. And then I've got to deal with Scott's Mercedes. Anyway, this is a tangent. Yeah. I don't need to cover right now. But <laughs> this, too this many is, cars. This is a first world problem. It is. It is. I have. <laughs> These two luxury garages don't have enough room for these cars I have, you see. We have this one be the pretty one, and you just have your the other one down the way. You can just have that be, like, your closet. Pretty much what it is. It's just a closet full of cars. And it's full. <clears throat> Already. <laughs> and my parents are remodeling, so one of the parking spots is just full of, like, dressers and things oh, right God. now. Like, it's perfect, because it's a storage unit. That's yeah, my, what it's for. I, I do it's have to very expensive storage unit. promote the Toyota Sienna, the second-gen... Yeah. For hauling Art Deco furniture. Oh, yes. Um, oh, yeah, we found some really dope Art, art uh, Deco yeah, furniture. So, like, I saw at least the, one of them. In the oh. Sienna, I've carried uh, my first Art Deco find, which was an Art Deco vanity with vanity stool, all original, that I got for, like, $350. And I was very concerned about it fitting in my car. It fit in perfectly. And then I got a shiffer robe, which is a terrible word. It is a terrible word. But an awesome word. piece of furniture. I just think of racism when I hear shiffer robe. That's yeah. true. Like it's a word that came from the south. It, and for people that, that who is don't a word that exists is, in antebellum. Yeah. For <laughs> it's it's an old piece of furniture that is half <laughs> half wardrobe and half uh, <clears throat> chest of drawers. Yeah. And then my Art Deco chair. And then the other day, we were driving in the Mazda, and we were driving through my neighborhood. My graphics coworker is nursing a chub right now, hearing yeah. about all this Art Deco. Um, <laughs> and we found a 75% complete Art Deco bed set. Be a bedroom set. Yeah, it's really on the great. Road for free. And it was a little beat up, but Ryan's like, I'm getting your car. And I was like, where are we going to put it? And he's like, I don't, I don't care. Don't you worry about yeah. Blank. And so we're, he we're brought get the it. Sienna, we'll and I was like, I don't know how this is going to fit in. And it fit in beautifully. Like, yeah, I was able to feng shui that super easily. And I still have room for all the recycling that I need to bring I like to the playing car Tetris. Yeah. It, it's basically what it was, is car Tetris where I'm just potentially breaking something worth a lot of money yeah um but that's that just my sienna has never failed me and anybody that tells me that i need a truck nope. i can give them the the middle finger because my sienna is perfect mm -hmm. this and actually had it not been for incorrect oils and service intervals 
Yeah, it would be in forever. perfect condition. Yeah. So actually, um, speaking of trucks, uh, in van culture, there's been a lot of people abandoning pickup trucks from minivans, like when they have kids, and then they're like, Good. "Why did Why did I own a truck?" And it's I like you say, can get an all-wheel drive Sienna, like that, that's a truck. Like, I do have to say, so my dad's faster. done that several times, where he's gone between you know trucks and minivans, and just for him, like as his work entails a truck is better suited for him but, but he still vans wants to work yeah. just as well if he didn't have to do so much like actual maintenance like retiling floors and all that where he actually needs to put supplies in his truck i think if he if the ford transit came with something other than the ecoboost v6 like that'd be a yeah, perfect but he also needs him. a family vehicle and that's why he settled oh, on the this country line. But if you don't need a family vehicle and you can leave all the seats out of your van all the time like I do. I know what he should buy. What should he buy, right? He should buy a Nissan NV1500. The Nissan panel the body truck. The frame, yeah. That, that's what your dad well, needs. Now, he's in, now, as he's reaching older and age, he's a grandfather now, um, he likes comfortability and the Ridgeline gives him that. He should buy a Roadmaster. He hated the Nissan. Yeah, if you're... Yeah, I'm not going to ever make a case for a truck, what am I saying? No. That, no. I, people get so ass mad when I say that there's no reason to own a pickup. Yeah. That's true. If you got a whole stuff, I'm like, you buy a trailer. Yeah. You buy a van. Or a van. Well, yeah, but, like, the trailer's a great alternative because the like, you can't even use, like, the cleanliness or, like, the seats argument. Mm. Well, no, no, not even that. <clears throat> All right, you need a truck. You want you want an LS. All right, you have a Silverado. We can get a, a Chevy Express 2500 for... Mm-hmm. Half the price of a Silverado, it carries just as much stuff, has a higher towing capacity, has a 4L80 instead of a 4L60, has a 6-liter in it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no reason not just to... Just tell me you want a truck. Yeah. Then j- I'll be happy. Yeah, just say, I want, I want a yeah. truck. You don't that's need a only, truck. That's like the Jim Jeffries skit about yeah. guns. Like, yeah. the only argument I'll accept for you wanting a gun is, fuck you, I like guns. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> totally okay. That. Like, well, hey, actually, hey. that is totally irrelevant, because I learned that you do, in fact, need a gun in America today, but that's yeah. politics. I'm not talking about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I still don't use mine ever. No, you, no. Don't, you don't use it, but it's better to have it and not need it. So, anyway. I like it. Yeah, I like having a gun. I like carrying it in my Tesla as That's I charge fun. with solar energy. That is <laughs> And support fun. gay, lesbian rights, and Black Lives Matter. Exactly. I love that. See, that... That that's what I was like joking about with like some friends. I'm like, I'm like, honestly, I think that Boogaloo was might have an okay idea because all they're trying to do is just support people's rights, and like all they want is like transgendered like gay say. couples to protect their marijuana plant crops with their like mini gun. Like that's all they want. Yeah. Like, you know how badass that scene would be. Like that'd be uh, great. Like I, I love I that idea. Like, and that's like I think. Honestly, that's the most American thing that could ever happen. Yeah, and that that's honestly, like, that's what I support. Is like, I want, like, mm-hmm. people just to be able to protect yeah, and themselves. and we want them to have I, their trucks just because they yeah, like them. Sure. If you want your truck, have your truck. Yeah, if you just, want to drive a 7-liter V10 truck alone at 90 miles an hour, I don't care. It's just, just fine. Just, just don't don't lie to me. Just say off. you want it. Like, don't tell me you need it and drive through uptown. It's just one of those things. I'd rather you don't lie to me. Like yeah. if you it's like if it's like if, some, if you ask somebody to hang out and they give you an excuse. It's like, dude, if you don't want to hang out, just say it. 
Yep. <laughs> like, like, I'm not going to get mad. <laughs> no. Oh, all right, then. Okay. Hey, there you go. Done. <laughs> you don't like it. That's not your thing. <laughs> but a lot of people are so bad, especially in Minnesota, at saying no. Yeah, it, it's oh, awful. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, all right, here, just take your well, comments. And like, enjoy in, it. <laughs> what I really enjoyed when I was driving through Mexico, I didn't see that many trucks. And most of those people work on farms. Like, because I... I Mostly, I didn't stay in touristy parts. I stayed in, like, rural parts where there Mm -hmm. was a lot of farming and stuff. And they all had hatchbacks. There's actually a few farms that are between here and Stillwater. They're Hmong-owned. And you can actually tell because they have fans. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, fans are better. Like, they just are. And it's like, if you take the seats out of a Sienna, what it does is it provides all the utility of a truck. You have all-wheel drive, so you're not going to get stuck. And they're way cheaper. They're way cheaper. And nobody's going to steal your crap out of it. Like, yeah. that's mm-hmm. a perfect idea. And if, like, your one problem with a Chevy Express van is that you look like a rapist, well, now you Just don't. Just paint free you, candy on it. You, if you have a Sienna, you don't look like a rapist. You look like somebody going to soccer practice. You see practice. a Sienna, and you're like, I'm not breaking into that. It's got yeah. car seats and Cheetos stuffed into the carpet. It's going to smell really awful. Yeah, it like, smells <laughs> like melted crayons <laughs> like and this mildew. Is, oh, like a brand new Mark IV Volkswagen. Yeah, like, it, it's... Like, nobody steals vans because they're, they're going to be like, I'm going to steal this and then I have to smell it. Like, yeah, you don't want to. The moment a manufacturer puts one of their corporate twin turbo V6s into it, it's all done. <laughs> it's very true. Everyone's yeah. just going to be buying minivans. Seriously. Like, hey, <laughs> you want to go in your Charger scat pack? Well, yeah, seriously. As Greg and his Sienna just dusts the thing. So, yeah, I mean, you don't even need it twin turbo v6 like because well, even yeah, the other two gr is fast yeah. but like once they start putting like with a torque and all yeah they're gonna be ridiculous so i had some friends that went out to uh wisconsin for their um bachelor party mm-hmm. and their thing that they did is one of them worked two of them worked at different performance shops okay. one of them got a dry shot of nitrous that they had in stock and refilled the bottle and the other one took a cob access port that they had in stock and then yeah. they rented because they had like six people with them they rented a ford transit so they the put like they put a very long hose from the inside of the car that even like tune it or anything is just a guy sitting there with a bottle and a knot and the knob and he just turned on the nitrous and turned it off and then there's Hopefully the other only guy at like wide open throttle yes. above certain rpms because otherwise the, efi does not like that. and then they had the uh they had the cob access port tuned for nitrous <laughs> So, okay, all right. And then they went to Wisconsin, and they street raced everybody and won everything with a car full of people. Vans are inherently better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they're the best thing ever. We go on this tangent a lot. Yeah, vans are the best thing. I do like being next to a transit, a modern transit at lights. <laughs> like It's like the escape thing where you can hear the turbo start to school. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... <laughs> it's the best. Um, is this how you can tell we're getting older? We're like, vans! No, no I've, vans have always no, I've, I've always been about yeah. vans. Like I, When me and Eric like, first like, met, I was like, petitioning my parents to let me get a boogie van so I could like, paint a mural of like, a, and like, an ethereal goat and some boobs. My family even yeah. owned a van at the time. Yeah. And like my grandfather always owned vans. Like, yeah, he was, he was the in the best old Dustbusters. And like, yeah. when he died, he had a silhouette. Like... <laughs> Just yes. like it's trash, but like it's very practical. There's actually a well, you saw that manual uh, silhouette that was for sale, on, or is a manual transport diesel that was on Bring a Trailer. I did see that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I want to talk about uh, just got to move past these vans because we're going to be on this tangent for the rest of the episode. Yep. Um, I want to talk about the alternatives to cars with drift tax because we talked okay. about this okay, a while yeah. back. Um, it's not necessarily a car for drifting, but it's like I really want an A86, and it's. Impossible. So 
hard to justify owning an A86. And it's because you want a nice little Corolla. Like, seriously, like, I want a rear-wheel drive, fun-to-drive Toyota Corolla. And so what I want to go through here is some, some of the cars have been hit hardest by drift tax and talk about what we would say are really good alternatives to them. So my first alternative, I'm going to start with the A86. Why would you, why would you spend $15,000 on an A86 when you can spend $5,000 and get the world's nicest E70 Corolla? That is, I'm, I'm going to have to pull this up. So the E70 Corolla mechanically is a base model A86. Uh, they were rear-wheel drive only. They're the super boxy early 80s Corollas. They look great when you modify them. You can get them in a hatchback. You can get them in a fastback. You can get them in a, a, a coupe, a sedan, or a wagon. You got the lowest resolution photo of one That's fine. you could find. And this it's was brand, taken when it was brand new. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> but, I mean, like, they're really cool cars, and you can actually make them look really good. Uh, if you like, when you type in E70 Corolla, you get like a bunch of pictures brown, of modified ones. I think ones. It, it, it's nice. It fits the car. It fits the era, too. It's of yeah. the era, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, the fact that it's rear-wheel drive, absolutely. And honestly, like, I've driven, like, a base model A86, and I've driven a base model E70 Corolla. Mm-hmm. And honestly, <clears throat> I can't say that the base model A86 is double the value of the ba- of this car. Like... It's just not worth it. Honestly, I've driven a GTS A86. You could stuff a 4 in that just as easily. Yeah, I've driven it. Exactly, from MR2, which is also super cheap. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've driven a a GTS A86, which is in kind of funky condition, but I've also driven funky E70s. And again, the A86 is better, but it's not three times better. Right. It's like a little bit better. Um, So another... (laughs) It's not an order of magnitude. Exactly. Another car that... what, What would you... Tell so somebody. when I actually went through the notes here, I, I put in a bunch of cars, and yeah, you kind of put yeah. in alternatives, which that's totally fair. Um, I think the first one I put down... You said the E30. Well, Well, yeah. what would you say in as opposed to A86? Something that's a light, fun, rear-wheel drive car that's cheap. And that's like, tough because, like, if you want JDM, you want JDM. If you want old, you want old. Yeah. And like, well, it's just not that much rear wheel drive. Something, stuff that's something that's in the ballpark of like A86. Something that's cheaper than it, and it could be more expensive than Honestly, like E70. Probably but a Cressida. Cressidas are they're really, heavy, really but like good. they come with a big engine that you can make power with if you try. That's true. So I would probably go that way. Like you're just gonna put a one UZ in a, a R154 in it anyway, so like, yeah, it doesn't uh, matter. Uh, well, even then, ooh. That was, was a so nice first-gen SL. Yeah, that was really cool. <laughs> I, I uh, imagine it was a 190 SL. It was, yeah. Um, but, it's yeah, I think that Crested is a really good option, especially when you get the earlier ones. Because mm-hmm. the earlier ones weren't heavy at all. Right, yeah, like, there were much smaller cars in the yeah. first-gen. So, that'd be a very good option. for us, anyway. Yeah, that'd be a very good option. Um, but, yeah, the car that I... It's not as much now, because they're so expensive, but E30s, like... Four or five years ago, Drifter started how picking much, those up. How much can you get, like, a okay, like, E34? Like, okay, it's I, not even an MC, People that are buying the drift E30. cars, yeah, they're going to buy the 325E, the the uh, perfor- or the uh, efficiency one, yeah, or a 318. So, I mean, you can get one of those that's no frills in, like, running driving condition for three or three and a half grand still, so, which is pretty good. That's about on par for, like, what a really good E70 is. And yeah. so, and I think that... You could actually justify that difference in price because the E70 is a mm-hmm. really good car. But like when you get to the E30, like a kind of beat up E30 versus an E70, I would say that's a fair comparison for value for yeah. that same price. Frame. And the, the even the 325E, if you try hard enough, if you put garbage enough tires on it, you can drift it. It's a factory LSD yeah. and all that kind of stuff, and they last for 
Ever. Well, even if you're not drifting, like you still get the E30 experience. Yeah, they're, on a they're budget. so much fun. Yeah, you can still have a really good car. It's not, but it's not like you know. It's like it's like in a Civic, like EX and mm-hmm. SI. Yep. You're still getting a good car. Yeah, it's just you're not getting the the Except full boat. A little bit more. Yeah, yeah. I daily drove one of these for two years. It was great. Yeah. Um. But well, what would you say as opposed to an E30? Because for an E30, E36 is what I would normally have said, mm-hmm. but now all the bad ones of those are pretty much gone. Yeah, you can't yeah. get an E36. So no, those because are they were drift So, exactly. So then I migrate to E46 because those are still free. Yeah. You know, you missed one very good car. <clears throat> what? The 190 manual. If you could find one. If you can find one, yeah, but those cost more than good E30s now. Really? Really? Manual Jesus ones? Christ. Absolutely. You cannot get a manual 190 in like any kind of condition for less huh. than that. Can you get, well, I mean, you can get automatic 190, though. Yeah, oh, yeah, you can get tons of those yeah so i i, I would you'd probably be better off saying 300 because those all had yes, the six cylinder that's a very good the point. bigger one yeah and the very similar platform you could probably maybe go a little bit older too what about the uh what's the pre the e21 was that the pre e30 yeah those are terrible though okay really all like 100 horse th- four cylinders and no okay. lsd and like the drivetrains are made out of glass yeah no Not you don't want that it. no if you're gonna do an older bmw like an e28 or an, yeah e28 would be e28 would be a good one yeah and those, those are, aren't they're cheap but they're yeah. they're not that light but i mean you still you get, get the big six cylinder in them but that's the thing is if you get a, if you get a, a, what was that the e28 yep if you get an e28 and you get the right spec one you're gonna get one that is that's a really good mercedes so cute. <laughs> But if you get that E28, you're going to get most of the experience of an mm-hmm. E30. It's yeah, like, a lot of the parts are similar. Yeah, it's like buying, instead of uh, instead of buying a Supra, you buy a Cressida. Or mm-hmm. buying a, instead of buying yep. an E86, you buy a, a E70. It's still going to be, you're still going to have that same feeling coming yep. to mind. So and that's the longer wheelbase, if you have enough power, is probably even better for drifting. Well, and, and for non-drifting, like, you're fine. Oh, like, very yeah. comfortable yeah, cars. Su- it's such a good car. I've been in those, and I've, I love them. I've yeah, I drove an E28 one. for a year. It was great. Yeah. Um, well, let's go to the uh, the big elephant in the room of drift tax. Uh, the, the S13 and the S14. Yep. <laughs> those are just, like... Gone. Yeah, they were gone. Wrong. Yeah, they're, they're all beat. It's impossible to find one. I've... At this point, you're honestly better off. Um, what happened to my internet? The recording's still going, which is fine, but our Twitch stream, I think, is offline. Corey, are oh, we still is. on Twitch? It's got a loading uh, spinning circle. Right uh, oh, give us a moment. Yep. I'll switch to the motorplex. Give us a moment. Da, 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 Fuck da, this da, internet, da, man. So did you know that... Um, S13s and S40s drift better than A86s because they actually have a multi-link suspension in the rear as opposed to a McPherson strut. And the McPherson strut actively changes all the geometry of the suspension while it turns, so it's harder to drift. Yeah. The more you know. So, <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, that's the thing. Like A couple of manufacturers did like double wishbone and multi-link way early. And that's the thing. is That's actually that's what makes the S13 and the S14 so difficult to uh, replace is the fact that you're trying to get something like that. Um and, and you're not gonna. I mean, an equivalent replacement or whatever is a lot different than you know the same level of car. I mean, there's yeah. a reason why these chassis. There are, we go. Now, now we're on the internet again. I'm on the same network too. That's all right. right. Sorry, Twitch. We're we're back everywhere. That's what my computer does to me all the time. But um, anyway, so trying to replace the S13, S14, you're gonna have a hell of a time finding something that's got that multi-link mm-hmm. rear end. Um, Especially with how light those are, it makes no sense how light they are. Yeah, it's you're pretty much screwed. So, really, you want to find something that gives you the same feel. It might not be a perfect equivalence, but something that gives you the same feel. And I would say I'd actually give the GT86 and the BRZ 
uh, fighting chance, especially an older one. Yeah, if you can get one of the first years, I mean, those are maybe nine thousand dollar cars now. Yeah, you can get those. I mean, you have a, you have to risk that engine, but I mean, at the same time, yeah, as long as yeah that oh god that front timing case yeah and it's like it's not as good as the ka which is absolutely bulletproof but i mean at this point in time yeah some pretty hood stuff has been done to ka's and they seem to as i said at the same time ka's are actually getting harder to find legitimately really good ones because it's even like the bmw m20 like the engine that people took out of the 30s to put in the big ones yeah or like chump car just ate through all of them yeah there's none left they're gone (laughs) like there's even the, I threw one on the scrap trailer outside. I'm like, it ran fine, but like, it's toast. <laughs> so the one I threw together in the basement is like, that's actually an expensive engine now. But I think actually the um, the GT86 mm-hmm. BRZ. It's a good that, car. They drive really nice. It's a really good car. You're going to have the same smile on your face driving that as you would have in a 240. And I when think. you blow up the FA, you can throw a K-Series in and call mm-hmm. it good. Yeah, or even a EJ or another FB or anything. You can put whatever you want in it. So... It's a longitudinal engine, so anything fits. <laughs> yeah, people have even put Barras and 2Js in those, so it's like... It's got the same mounts that the EJs had. That, yeah, the, the hood EA clearance had. is a problem for some engines. Just take the hood off. It's fine. <laughs> That's why I say K-Series, because it fits. That does fit. That's a good point. Um, <laughs> and they don't break. If it fits, it sits. So, then, what? instead of buying a 350Z or a G35, because on top of usually being beat to hell, they kind of suck, mm-hmm. yeah. what would you... What would you tell somebody that's in that market, but they can't find a good one? What would you tell them to get? No, the E46 330. That's actually what I said as well, yeah. as the E46 of any but sort. the 330. If, if you're looking at a 350Z, you are expecting it to make 250 horsepower-ish. Yeah. And most E46s don't. Like, if you're trying to drift a 323 or a 325, just don't. Well, it's not drifting. It's You're trying to get a car for the same enjoyment. Then, yeah, 330 yeah. CI, and it's going to be a way better experience for and, less money. And you can get a, three, a 330 sedan, or a E46 sedan of any sort mm-hmm. will be just as good as a G35. Yeah, if you're willing to travel for it, you can still pick up a nice one. Yeah. Coupe it, or sedan for three. I would also, I would say the BMW instead of a Lexus. Um, and the reason I'm saying that is that the Lexus is, you're going to probably be finding just as much trouble finding a good one. And it depends I, on the model, but yeah. I mean, like if you're, well, if you're looking say, at something like an IS three hundred, that's how I was thinking. First gen, they're, I mean, they're, they're solid cars, but they've, they're just so much older now. They I mean, are. I mean, they have their own list of issues. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is like, yeah, it's you have, hard. To, like even a stock one, it's hard to find for that cheap. Yeah, it's true, and I think that's why I'd say the E forty six because like the Lexus IS three hundred, you have the two J mm-hmm. engine mm-hmm. in it, but it's just like, and I I want to do an honorable mention honestly for the E ninety. That's mm-hmm. that's up and coming, but yeah. like. You can. I mean, they're all the three-liter engines. So if you're willing to do a little bit of tune and manifold work, like a three twenty-five or a three thirty, will you make two hundred and seventy. That's very fair. That the to say the E ninety because I actually totally <laughs> forgot about that when I said the E forty six. And they're getting cheap. So I mean, it's just the natural progression. E thirty six has had their day. E forty sixes are kind of yeah. they're being milked hard right yeah. now. <laughs> and E nineties are coming. And so and yeah, with the G thirty fives, you know, that's kind of that car. It's in that three thousand dollar price range and. That two J is never gonna allow a okay condition mm-hmm. IS three hundred to hit that price range. You can get an IS three fifty, but at that point you're to get one it's in that a price heavy range. Car, the, no LSD. Yeah, and then to get in that price range range of the G thirty five, you're gonna be getting an IS two fifty and it's gonna be pretty beat. So it's yeah, just those make like less than two hundred horsepower. Yeah, it's gonna suck. So, so you don't really want that. Mm-hmm. Um so actually, as I say, speaking of the E forty sixes, E thirty sixes coming up in value. Uh, yep, the, uh, the IS three hundred is the logical alternative for those. Yeah, I would say that it costs more. 
Well, that's the thing. Not not really. More. I mean, IS three hundred is about ten grand to get a a good like higher trim level. Uh, E46, E36, you're in that price range at IS300. Are people willing no. to spend 10 grand on a drift car, though? We're not talking about drift cars. We're talking okay. about cars that are used for drifting that people just want, like a good okay. enthusiast car. Yeah, but it's, I mean, you're talking really, not, even like a ZHP 330, you're not going to be crossing 10 grand. I'm pretty sure you are. Well, <laughs> not, not one with miles. Yeah. Well, the thing is, you could always say, like, that, oh, add a ton of miles to it. But I mean, to get but something even reasonable, like you're probably looking at maybe 130,000 mile, 330 what, what kind of price range are you looking at there? Six and a half, seven. That's even, good. that's e, a, that's the bottom end. M3s are there still. That's, that's the bottom end of IS 300s. I know, but that's but, a that's a pretty nice one. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, you can get a, a that would be a much better car. And well, that bottom end IS is going to be an auto. That's true. That's very true. And that's something you really have to think about. You do not want that. No. Uh, what, so what would you say? Uh, it's, would you say the E90 then? I think the E90 is the up and coming play. I think that E90 would be cheap, and those engines actually make really good power. Yeah, and uh, I just I really want those IS 350s to just come down in price a little bit because they're pretty good. They yeah, like they're they are heavier. Yes, they don't have a limited slip, but there are does an E90. Yeah, and you can also get an aftermarket limited slip for Mm -hmm. that, and you'll be fine. It's a GGR, so it won't break. Yeah, I think that that'd be a very good uh, car to get. I think so too. Uh, So this is kind of a weird one I threw in here: Ford Fox body. Like, specifically like a, like a Mustang? Okay. Fox body Mustang. Because, I mean, we see a lot of Thunderbirds and stuff like that. That's true. I, so, the Fox body Mustang, uh, I would say that's kind of getting hit for people doing track cars, for people that are trying to do cheap drift cars, for people that want drag cars, that pe- people that are looking for collectors. Because, like, the ones that are like, going up really high are the, the late model Aero headlights, the 86, specifically oh, yeah. four mm-hmm. eyes with the fuel injection. Yep. Um, and then you get some of the unique ones like the SVOs and then like the bubble back Capris and stuff like that. I think a good alternative is a third gen GM. Like third Camaro gen Camaro. Or Firebird Transma- or something. Transmero Bird. Get one yeah. with the, the Iron Puke or the V6. They're worth nothing. It's yeah. the same chassis. So just swap out the axle on an engine and you're good. Yeah, and then you can't even put an LS into it. They're mm. cheap. Yeah. Oh, you just weigh the Jegs catalog at it. For yeah. 600 bucks. you got a 400 horsepower drift missile. I actually got a weird one that I came up with. Okay. Ford Fairmont. Look it up. That's essentially just a Fox body. That You're is a right, Fox body. It is body. a Fox body, but nobody thinks about the Fairmont. And if you... RCR did a video on this, and they're starting to go up in value. So this is the thing. The Ford Fairmont, actually, really when, when you go point. to, like, eighth mile, like, drag strips and stuff, these Ford Fairmonts are, like, filling the roster of what people are racing. Because mm-hmm. the parts fit, and they're cheap, and they, they have a longer wheelbase. Yeah, they are way better drag cars. This is basically a super Fox body. And it looks totally unassuming. Like, it looks like a grandma's car. You're absolutely right. Because it, it was is. a grandma's car, but it was based off the Fox Body chassis, so all the Fox Body stuff fits on Fairmont. Mm-hmm. I would totally take a Fairmont over m- most third I kind of like it because it's just so plain and ugly. Yeah, and they even made a coupe, which I, I like the coupe more. But um, no, yeah. it's got to be just the plain, plain the plain, like, the plain grandma like- car. I just imagine like a 94 IRS, like really built 302 in one of these. <laughs> That'd be really hilarious. Like Matt Farrow's like 300 horsepower yeah, Fox body. Put it in there with no tire on it. I would just put a junkyard LS into it and well, call yeah. it a day. That's the smart move. Yeah. Just go find a, find a Express 250 mm-hmm. or a short bus. 
because I found out that short buses... They're all based on the Heavy Duty Express, yep. <laughs> yeah. Just count the number of wheel bolts, man. That'll tell you what tranny it has. Exactly. <laughs> just get a short bus and throw the short bus drivetrain into that and call it a day. Yes. Because, honestly, I love the Ford Fairmont. I, li- I actually like the turn signals being inside of the headlights. It's just super goofy. God, that's um, such a 70s carryover. It, yeah, it was, it's yeah. pure malaise. Pure malaise. <laughs> this reminds me of, like, the Spider-Man comics. Yeah, for real. It really does. Um, Stan Lee. I don't know. It just looks like a car Stan Lee would drive. So this is one I struggled with a lot. <laughs> okay. Because uh, I can't think of anything that's a direct, like, replacement. FCRX7. Third-gen oh. Supra. No. A third-gen Supra is a heavy pig. Really powerful engine, though. Mm-hmm. If you get, but that's the thing is, you can get a FCRX7 for cheaper than a third gen turbo. That's in good condition. Maybe a one J third gen. Mm-mm. Is a seven M GTE third gen? It runs for more than a NA FCRX7. And NA FCRX7s they don't weigh that much. Well, that's true. That's why everyone throws a three hundred two in them. Yes. So that's that's like at first like I'm like okay yeah actually the third gen Super is my first thought. I actually deleted that because I wrote that and I go wait a minute. And I go, what about the Starion? And I'm like, well, Starion's slow. It sucks. Like, it's yeah, really not that good of a car. Yeah, engine swap it. Yeah. I think that if you're getting an RFC RX-7... I'm still going to say third-gen Supra. I'd say an S2000. I think that would be the closest thing to a replacement for how they feel. Like, driving an F- NA But F-C-R- a crappy S2000 is worth 10-plus grand now. Mm. Yeah, they're really <laughs> expensive. Ryan Recently, this challenge they... and has been beaten by it. I, I've, I've actually been, be, I've been beating myself up over this for And like I think that's fair, because like a lot of people think about this, yeah, and this then is... go to the alternatives. Yeah, and the alter- like that's what my whole, in my entire life, I've been getting the alternative car. Hmm. I, I've never, <clears throat> I wanted a Supra, so I got a second gen Supra, which I love. I still love that car. It's mm-hmm. one of my favorite cars. I wanted to get a nice, like, luxury sports sedan, so I got up my Cressida. I wanted to get a Civic Si, so I got an EF Civic Si, not an EG. I wanted to get, you know, a fun Yabo car when I was a kid, and I got an ESCB7, not a Civic, because it was a little bit cheaper. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get a manual daily driver. It was fun to drive. I got a Mazda 5. I've always had... Oh, yeah. I've always, mm-hmm. I've always bought the alternative car to the cool thing, and this is and like... that's why your next car is a Kazashi manual. Yes, because that's the ultimate alternative. Oh, it's so mint. Um, I just want to see what the curb weight of an FCRX. Can you just look up? FC- Wrap one of those in like metallic brown. Type and you in just have the ultimate enthusiast. Just car. type in like 1988 RX7 curb weight. I just really want to drift hers. So that weighs 3,400 pounds. Full Worst like wet case. Yeah. yeah. So that's where that's the, probably a convertible too. Or yeah, something. that's where the third gen Supra starts. So you're looking at 2,600 pounds for a base model, like super lightweight. I like that it starts in kilograms. Mm-hmm. Apparently we've been googling that. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. See, right. I told you the third gen's a heavy pig. Wow. With an auto, it's thirty five hundred pounds. With a manual, it's thirty three eighty nine. Mm. Yeah. That's why the. Uh, but if you gut it, heavy interior. I, I mean, I guess <laughs> uh, if you really wanted to do that. Huh. But it's like, what would you replace the FCRX seven with? I can't think of anything other than like the S two thousand is like way too expensive. People drift heavy stuff all the time. Well, no, I'm just talking about. This is not drifting though. This is a car to enjoy. Like to the actually drift tax is throwing me off in the title, so that's so, what I came at yeah. this with. So no one, it's not just drift tax. Drift tax just applies to all people trying to buy A eighty six. Right. So it, I think the FCRX seven, like that one, I'm stumped on. I can't think of anything. I can't think of anything that's exactly like that. Maybe a two hundred SX. Oh, even then, that kind of sucks. I wonder how much a JDM Cosmo costs. Import. Nah, I can't do import stuff. That's not fair. 
<laughs> That's, well, I mean, at this point, you kind of have to. The RX-7, FC you can't beat because the FD is too expensive. I, E30, man, they're in the same price point. They're the same weight. Yeah, I think I think you might have a good point. You're just going to have to start with a nicer one than you want to. <laughs> <laughs> so just a more expensive E30, yeah. Yeah, I would say just get like a, a 325 with some rust and a manual. You yeah. can still get them. So you're just going to be paying four grand for it. I think the correct answer is buy either a uh, E90, buy a Cressida, buy a... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get something, one of those. Because, yeah, the bigger engine helps a lot. Rear-wheel drive, yeah. I really like the Cressida. I think that that's, like, the perfect, like, good. response. Cause just do head bolts on it. <laughs> what's, um... If you can, can you just entertain me for a second? Type in uh, 1979 Cressida Kerbite. Because... I think that this, the earlier ones are pretty light. like Not like super light, but like pretty light. Oh, jeez. Wait one second. So 28.51 pound. Yeah. So yep. 2,851 pounds. That's right on the money for uh, it. 3325i. So there you go. A first generation Cressida. So <laughs> it's a E, or it's a, a MA, uh, MA 370, 60. Uh, MA 50. Curb weight. Ah. Yeah, so uh, yeah, MA50 series. Uh, a full interior Cressida. E90 is 3,200 pounds, 3,285. So you get that or a Cressida, mm-hmm. uh, and those are your best options. Or if you could really get really super weird, you could try and find a first-generation Maxima with a manual because those are 280 ZXs. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the first-gen yeah, Maxima. The very first-gen Maxima. Yeah, yeah, if you can but, find it. Yeah, I mean, like, you're going to have to like, tip <laughs> over rocks. One yeah. <laughs> I've seen one once in my also, life. Also, good luck finding spares. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to find anything for that. But, um, yeah, I think it's your oh, best yeah. bet. We it's, found a really nice one that we almost bought, but then we decided not to. Yeah, because it was my daily driver, and I didn't want to drive it through winter. It was, like, yeah. too nice. It's just, it was it, owned by a very cute old couple that aw, had a farm out. Oh, it's like the guys I bought my Fiat from. I just I couldn't say I couldn't say yes to that because I'm like I knew I was going to ruin it. I'd feel awful. Um, anyway, let's uh, just move these last two topics into the next episode because yep. these are um, these are going to be a little bit longer. So anyway, hey, thank you so much for listening. Hey, what did you guys learn? I learned this week that Minnesota is near tectonic plates. And Aren't they plate tectonics? Tectonic, tectonic plates. There's plate tectonics. Plate tectonics is the, like, that's, that, moving and the that's science concept. behind them. Okay. But the thing is tectonic plates. Gotcha. Um, I forgot about that, even though that I studied geology, and now I am reminded and now in great fear. I learned that there is a temple in India that is dedicated to the number zero. Kind of cool. That's actually really rad because like <laughs> you're gonna worship something, man. It may as well be irrational. And just worship nothing. It's it's actually really interesting how they thought about because they're like all of Hinduism is about returning to the nothingness in which the universe was mm-hmm. was born of, and zero is the essence of nothingness. So they actually have a temple to the number zero hmm. from like, it's an early Hindu temple. Anyway, the more you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what, what did you, you learn? Yeah. yeah, what did you learn? Uh, I learned that the South uh, is pretty much ignored uh, COVID nineteen. <laughs> that's yeah. everything's that's, open and nobody nobody wears masks. That, that's why everybody's dying. Yeah, yep. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, now we know. So, Anyways, thank you for listening, especially Bye. right now. Yeah. Bye. Bye, guys.